Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This was the last visit that I had with my grandma. She looked so perfect. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode. I am your host, Alan Iced, and this is Noche de Pendejadas. La semana pasada les trajimos a una invitada chingona, y esta semana no los voy a decepcionar. He's been a guest on the show not once, not twice, but this being his third time, Danny! Woo! How are you? Ah, you know, didn't we just wake up together? Ah, didn't we just fuck last night? <laughs> How are you? It's been a while, though, since you've been on the show. Third time's a charm. Mm -hmm. I feel like I am the host of the show now. I've been uh, here so many fucking like times. I feel like the first time that we were, like, the reason why this is, like, my third time, and this is, like, officially, like, my time, if that makes sense, because the first time we were fi filming with our phones, and it was, like, the vertical way, um, and that was for IGTV, and then we moved over to uh, this, and then that's when I did it with Irma, and I got fully canceled. Um, um, and then afterwards, now I'm here and I'm super excited because it's like, I'm finally going to say things that I was never able to say because of, I'm going to be hundred percent honest with you. It's like, cause of family, like I was very scared that I was going to be told a lot of shit, but now that I don't have any type of contact with anybody other than my direct family, like I'm kind of excited to tell, say things that I'm you know, I'm just excited. <laughs> Before we get started with today's episode, you guys, let me go ahead and keep you guys up to date. Danny is my boyfriend. We've been together <sighs> for six years now, but 
for today's interview, for today's episode, I kind of want to go ahead and disconnect myself from the fact that I know Danny, that like I live with him, that he's my boyfriend. And I kind of just want to kind of make him feel like I'm just any other host interviewing him and asking him questions. So if you guys see me asking him questions and you guys are like, pero tú ya sabes eso, ¿para qué le preguntas? Es porque hoy quiero sentarme en una silla bien de host y hacerle sentir like if it's someone else interviewing him. So vamos a empezar con la pregunta que le preguntamos a todos. Para ustedes allá en casita que a lo mejor no conocen a Dani, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to him para que él nos diga un poquito más de quién es y qué hace. I'm like, I don't do anything. I'm a stay-at-home husband. Uh, no, but on realness, like, my name is Danny. Like, nothing really new with that. Um, I used to work for T-Mobile, but I don't anymore because things happen. And I'm trying to do YouTube full-time now. So, you know, it's going great. I just hit 100K. So I'm super excited for that, you know, for more to come. Um, I really just describe myself as a gay stay-at-home YouTuber. Okay, so vamos a empezar con el chisme. We're gonna go straight the fuck in. And te vamos a preguntar la pregunta que yo a todos mis invitados les pregunto because I feel like it's super necessary to kind of get a little backstory of where you come from and how you were. So cuéntanos un poquito más. How was Danny growing up? ¿Cómo eras tú de chiquito? Cuéntanos. Okay, so like realistically, like I said from the beginning, I'm still a little nervous because I just want to make sure that I'm telling my story correctly. So if I'm breathing really heavily, it's just because like I'm really nervous to say these things I am a very private person when it comes to my past and not only that I just feel like every side has a different story and my side has always been kind of concealed because of that reason um it's just it was just a lot of trauma and stuff like that but anyways um so pretty much um as you guys know i am f for the people that know and for the people that don't know i am an Im i am i hate saying it i don't know i just hate saying it i'm an immigrant i'm not from here i'm not from the usa i am from mexico el df um from what i was told i was here um like months like born like i don't even know like i really don't know any of that story like all i know is just that i came to the united states um one thing that kind of like refreshed while showering i was like damn i remember this was um when we came to the united states we lived actually in the garage of my uh uncle he was very sweet to go ahead and give my family a home um while we were here and you know we lived in the garage and you know i was so happy because you know all of our family was together i've heard so many stories of how my aunts used to mistreat with my mom and how they used to mistreat me um so you know that's kind of just all i really remember from when i was younger i don't really remember much of it but um the one thing that i always will remember was that at least my uncle was there to kind of like help us out you know what i mean so yeah, we came to the, um, we lived out of the garage and then afterwards we ended up moving out um, because we ended up having Ashley. So we needed more space. And not only that, in the garage, we actually didn't have a restroom. We had a shower in my uncle's house. So my mom just kind of got fed up with having to argue with my aunt and stuff like that. And we, my mom kind of was just like, we need to move out. We need to move out. Who cares who, if it was a roommate or whoever it was, but we need to move out. So when we moved out, um, we finally got our own apartment and then we ended up rooming with my mom's actually closest friend her name's yolanda and you know 
for a moment it was actually really good like my mom has a lot of home videos of where we were most of the time happy and stuff like that but you know i knew that i was gay already so like with being gay i was fucking chismoso so any type of yelling or any type of you know like just very not happy moments i was very nosy about you can hear you can noticeably see me sticking my head out watching my parents fight you know or like seeing them struggle or you know having my dad be kicked out or even my dad not even coming home most of the time so it was just very different growing up because i just didn't understand these things and i was a very vigilant child i was very i knew what was going on like i knew what fighting was like it wasn't it wasn't something different to me you know what i mean but yeah that's pretty much it and then just like after that i kind of just don't really remember much because my mom tried to kind of like conceal everything and make sure that me and my sister were happy and we were well off and you know make, make sure that we were okay but for the most part that's kind of all i re remember until everything just kind of went really like dark after that i just after that i just i knew the exact moment where everything kind of just twisted and it kind of made my innocence kind of go away you talked briefly about you know your childhood but how were you as a teenager you mentioned that you from the very beginning you knew you were gay how were you in la escuela como como te fue a ti en la escuela well let's go back to when i actually found out that i was gay I don't, I don't feel like a lot of people know this story um because like like that's like a little traumatic to me like i don't want to be made fun of any more of it you know what i mean like when i was younger when i was starting like uh like seventh and eighth grade you know i was starting to understand my type of my sexuality so with understanding my sexuality i was a little bit more feminine like i would like talk a little bit more feminine and i would like you know like do that little hand thing like and then like go like this and i still do that to this day you know but it was not known in a mexican family like i would get bullied pretty much every single time that we would go to my aunt's house or my grandma's house and you know it sucks as as much as I, it sucks to say not only were my cousins involved with my bullying it was also my sister and it just kind of took like a toll on me because i was like fuck like not my my cousins don't accept me my sister is bullying me people in school are bullying me and i kind of was just like what the fuck like why am i dealing with this like I'll just fucking come out and say I'm bi. Might as well. Like, I'd rather just come out with something so that it doesn't hurt me anymore that these words are being said. Um, as I kept growing older, I kind of got a little bit more comfortable with my sexuality. And I started saying, you know, fuck it. Like, I'm gay. I don't care. Going towards, like, high school, um, I went ahead and, like, started dating guys. Like, I was very noticeably gay like i made sure that i that my sexuality was known there was even a rumor during freshman year that i wasn't gay like i was just doing it for attention until i started dating someone i started making out with him in every single fucking corner and that's how everyone knew i was gay but you know the reason why high school was very i wish it was kind of like a little different the way that i understood like life and stuff like that because i was a try hard i was very trying to make sure that everyone liked me i was very popular make sure that people knew who i was but i didn't do it in the correct way i remember this story where you know there was a guy that one of my gay friends at the time like this dude and i know this is horrible of me i regret it till the day i die i don't care there's a guy he was my friend and you know he would talk about this guy that he really really liked and 
me knowing he was in the cheerleading team, I was like, I'm going to get known because of this. Watch. So I went off and I started texting this dude on Facebook and, you know, it started going good. And we ended up started dating and he ended up finding out my gay friend. When my gay friend found out, he ended up like going crazy. I gave him a a, a bear from for his birthday because we were really good friends. So like he we would give each other like good gifts and stuff. So when I gave him that bear during English class, pinche dramático la verga, he went ahead and fucking cut up my bear in front of the whole fucking class, bitch. And I had the same teacher. So I was very motherfucking attacked. I knew that I did something wrong, but come on, my bear bitch, that was 1999 at CVS. Oh, dude. And then after that, I was just kind of very known because of that reason. And then just sophomore year kind of came up. It didn't really get erased. And then junior year, I kind of just didn't really give a fuck anymore. Like, I was just like, fuck it. Like, I don't want to be known as this person that, like, you know, takes men away. Eh? And then afterwards, just senior year, I kind of just didn't give a fuck anymore. Like, and... I just didn't really let them face me anymore. Like, I was just like, all right, well, it happened, it happened. I learned from it and I can't go back and change it. So might as well just regret it and live with that and just kind of move on and grow from it. So, you know, you touched really briefly on the fact that growing up, you know, your cousins bullied you, your sister bullied you. And because of that, you felt almost obligated, almost felt pressure to coming out kind of to conceal the, you know, the damage that the words that they were telling you were affecting you. Mm -hmm. um, do you feel like now looking back at that, do you feel like you wish you could have like waited for like the right time where you were okay with sharing your sexuality to like everyone around you? I feel like there was never a perfect time to come out. Um, I, I definitely was pushed, but I was very noticeably gay. Like I knew that I liked men like, it was just very noticeable. Like, it wasn't something like a surprise. It was just very... It wasn't known back then. We're talking about maybe like 2010. Like, we were still fighting for our rights to get married. Like, all of... And especially in a Mexican traditional household where people were coming from Mexico barely and they were pretty much my age, which was... Which was... I was like 10. They didn't know any of that stuff. Being gay was wrong. Being gay was a sin. Being gay was not normal. So, I was very... I, I felt like I was going to be like pushed back from my family or I was going to be kicked out of my home or do any of that. I gave very little signals to my mom and my dad and my my tios and everything like, oh, like, what do you feel about like gay people? Or I would put on like a gay show where like people were like kissing guys were like kissing and making it normal like it was just normal. And none of them ever felt uncomfortable. None of my uncles or any of that. So when I came out. I was blessed enough to that kind of just kind of stopped all the bullying within my family. Like it was just like, Oh, okay. He's gay. Like what else can we call him? So they call me a puñetón after that. I was like, all right, well then I guess that's a new thing. So I don't really have a fuck. Cause I didn't even know what the fuck that meant. So, you know, it was all right. It was all right. So for a lot of people that watch, you know, Alan I's ah, and Danny's content, you know, you guys recently, you know, if you watched a recent video that, you know, we did together, we touched really briefly about your relationship with your father. Mm -hmm. um, for those of you guys that don't know, um, Danny's parents got divorced very early on into your life. How do you feel if you can tell us a little bit more about that story and how you feel like their divorce affected you in a positive 
positive or maybe even in a negative way. So I just kind of want to clarify that they never really got, they were never married. They were never, you know, they just, they were divorced because like, you know, they had kids. That was pretty much like the proper way to say it, but they just kind of got, on and off on and off juntos. yeah they were juntos but they were just on and off on and off on and off like all the goddamn time like it was just very and i was a very like i understood these type of things and i had a lot of people tell me like hey like you know your dad's doing this or your mom's this or your dad's this and like i had so many mixed emotions i was the the center of everything like i it was very known that you know my parents weren't happy together and everyone rubbed it in my face and everyone was talking shit about my mom everyone was talking shit about my dad so i kind of had to make my own assumption as a child to be like nobody's wrong they're both my parents they're not harming me they're just harming each other like emotionally you know and as i was growing up I was super upset. I was I was so sad that my mom wasn't happy. I was so sad that every single day of my life I wasn't going to be able to see my dad. I only saw him for a couple hours or one day or you know just just for a short period amount of time. Um I there was times where me and my sister would wake up in the morning because my dad promised us that we would either go to the swap meet or go to the park or go to Disney wherever the fuck it was. I was spending time with my dad and to find out we were already we were waiting an hour two hours three hours four hours and then my mom kind of just like let's go get something to eat five six seven hours my dad didn't call and the day was already over and i kind of just like oh my god bitch there's so many more i kind of just were like remember like going into my room and just like crying and making like why would he do this to us it's not our fault it wasn't our fault it was never our fault we got brought into this world to get shown love affection like all of that like and i didn't get any of that from my dad imagine having like like a whole last puzzle piece and you're missing that one fucking piece it's your puzzle piece isn't complete you're gonna be sad you're gonna look for it everywhere you're gonna go ahead and want to make sure that this puzzle piece is complete but it never was and you could never find the piece it was just always looking and finding and trying to understand why he did this as i kept growing up older you know my dad started dating my mom started dating i never had a problem with my mom dating because my mom tried to conceal it as much as possible that she was dating other people unless it started getting serious then she would introduce us and stuff like that but my dad started dating and when he started dating there was a huge issue with the females he was with there was always issues where oh don't go pick up your kids like spend time with me and he would prioritize these women other than us and my mom very noticeably understood that and we and me as a child i would understand that i would always tell him straight the fuck up like you prioritize these women other than their than your children like how much of a piece of shit do you have to be to prioritize another human being that's only going to be temporarily on your life nobody can make you as happy if they're not going to go ahead and accept your your children or your flaws or your past so it was just so much more difficult when you have another human kind of just bickering and telling him don't go see your children don't go see your ex um uh, your ex don't go like i'm afraid of that like don't do any of that and it was just more even more traumatizing on top of that because it was just like what the fuck like i didn't do anything i still go on to this day like i didn't do anything to you today's episode is brought to you by angie 
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. One thing that I remember very, like very, very, very vividly is my mom and my dad tried to go ahead and get back together. And it was actually a couple weeks after my birthday. And the little daddy, like every single, dude, this makes me so sad. Like every single time that I had a birthday, my birthday wishes were always pushed to the side. Like, let's say I wanted a new fucking Xbox at the moment. I didn't want that. I wanted my parents to get back together. So imagine me sitting down in a table and having to like think every single time that I would blow out my candle and I would fucking say like, I wish my parents got back together and they never fucking did. And my dad was such a fucking piece of shit. Oh my fucking God, this gets me so pissed off. Um, and there was a time where my dad and my mom tried to get back together and my I remember one time I was trying to hold my mom my my mom was like Danny your dad's outside and my dad came upstairs and he was carrying me on his piggyback and I was so fucking happy and it's just it's just how do you how can you do that to a fucking child I was so fucking happy at that fucking moment and my mom tried so hard to make it work and then for him to fucking just betray us cheat on my mom hurt her hurt me and then still had the audacity to go to his fucking family and fucking play this narrative that she was in the wrong or that we did something wrong or that we don't oh my fucking god i don't cry i swear bible to you i don't cry on camera i don't need you guys to feel sorry for me or anything like that it's just these type of emotions i've never i've never ever in my life spoke about these are private to me. Like these are cherishable moments that I just kind of want to, I wish I could forget. But as time goes by, I understand that this is what made me grow up. This is what makes me tougher. This is what makes me stronger than anybody else. And I have the, the, the chance to kind of understand and help others understand that we don't, we're not alone. We have ourselves and I will always fucking give props to single moms because fuck, dude, like fuck, like as a child seeing it go so much, like I just, 
just like i don't know it's just there's just a lot do you feel like as a kid you know when your parents you know told you guys that like oh you know what we're going our separate ways we're separating did you ever feel like did you did it ever cross your mind like okay he they're um they're leaving each other but did it ever cross your mind like oh does that mean we're they're leaving us too or like did you at the beginning think like okay, I, I feel like it's gonna change with us i feel like as as a child you kind of don't really you kind of just think straight you don't think about possibilities you don't think about will he do this or will they do that or will they do you just kind of want a happy ending and who doesn't who doesn't want a fucking happy ending who doesn't want to have the privilege of having two parents i don't like as much as they 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 hated each other there was one moment in time that they loved each other and imagine having to see that as a child you have both of your parents loving each other for five minutes and then afterwards he just kind of just doesn't come around anymore and you just don't know the reason and then you just kind of keep getting told shit about each other and you're like the middle person you know like it just it's just crazy to me like how i endured all of that information as a child and all those emotions and all of those understandings and now as a child now as an adult i completely understand why my mom tried so hard to give us a family but you know i feel like if i was a child with this type of mentality now i wish i would have told her it's okay you don't have to anymore you don't have to endure this pain you don't have to endure this this manipulation you can just move forward and live your best life as the strong woman that you are you know what i mean you obviously touched on you know your parents divorce and how that affected you um and obviously not a lot of you guys know but you know you've talked about it in your videos about how your fam on your side on your mom's side of the family you guys have zero people here in the states you yeah guys just have- to just to kind of like clarify my mom only realistically her grandma passed away just two years ago excuse me just two years ago and then her mom passed away when she was um her mom was like 33 and then she only has her brother so like my, her brother came over here and then he left back to mexico and she realistically doesn't have any family here so, so she- that's kind of like you know like my my mom's side of the family because your mom didn't have much family here actually no family here uh, most of your family you can say was all through your dad's side mm-hmm. um do you feel like when your parents you know divorced when your parents went their own ways do you feel like your relationship with your dad's side of the family changed I feel like my mom had always tried to give any type of respect to that side of the family. Um, She didn't really give a fuck about what they said. My mom would have, you know, when she would go to work and there was nobody to take care of us. My grandma was there to always take care of us. And, you know, my it was always at my aunt's house. My aunt lived with my grandma or I'm sorry, the other way around. My grandma lived with my aunt and, you know, we had no other option to stay with my grandma my grandma would always take care of us um we've always i've always had an issue with my aunts and uncles kind of just talking shit about my mom all the time that she's a slut as a puta like she never she will never find a man like she's over there being a slut with other men that's why she goes to nightclubs every single night and you know as a child you kind of just don't want to hear that so there was a time where i just kind of like fucking put my big boy pants on and kind of just like 
was tired of it so i kind of just started talking shit to all of them and, and was like bitch your mom's a puta bitch like i would tell my cousins that too like your mom's a puta too bitch don't don't ever fucking forget that too you know like it was just kind of like a comeback as a child you know i would i would stay most of the time with my grandma my grandma took care of us most of the time like and my grandma was a like a real one like i swear bible to you she was very real with you like there was a very there was a moment where my dad went to jail because of drugs and um you know she straight up told me she saw me in the corner i was watching and i remember this very vigilantly like it was very very noticeable that i was calling my dad i had my own cell phone i called my dad every fucking minute and i was like why isn't he answering why isn't he answering my grandma came out of her room and she's like ¿Qué estás haciendo? i was like Le estoy hablando mi papá. and then she goes oh okay and she i was watching tv i was still calling him calling him calling him she was making dinner and she kind of just like pulls me to the side where she was cooking she's like ven a mi, uh, ven mijo, uh, ayúdame a cocinar and as we were cooking she straight up just goes she goes i'm gonna be Voy a ser honesto contigo, pero porque yo sé que eres un niño grande. Y tú ya entiendes mucho más que tu hermana. And then she goes, you're, you're the reason why your dad is not answering. And just remember, she didn't speak Spanish. She didn't speak English. So I'm just saying it in English because I don't really remember like exactly what she said in Spanish. But she kind of just said uh, in the lines of like, your dad's in jail. And that's when I bursted out into tears. And, you know, my grandma just kind of held me and she told me it was going to be okay. Like, you know, this is a little bump on his road and he'll get some help and he'll get fixed. And then I just kind of wiped my tears and I told her why. And she goes, because, you know, he's been doing a lot of bad things with a lot of bad people. And I go, but what? And, he, and she's like, tú no, tú no lo vas a entender ahorita, pero te lo digo más al rato. And... That's kind of like when I told my mom he was in jail and, you know, there was my mom was trying so hard to get us the custody of full custody of us. But you still have the other side of his family kind of just bickering and bickering and bickering like you're a slut, you're a bitch, you don't know how to take care of your kids, you're always out in the nightclubs and, you know, all of that. And I remember this one time my mom came to pick us up and the cops were outside of my aunt's house and we were kind of right there with the officers And um, I just kind of remember my aunt just kind of like pulling us and she's like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And I didn't understand it until I, like I said, I was a fucking nosy ass kid. So I kind of heard, overheard everything. And she was like, the cop was like, yeah, this is child services. And I just kind of, for a moment in time, I just kind of stood there and I was like, fuck, my life is over. My mom's going to go back to Mexico. And my dad's going to fucking take care of us. I'm not going to see my mom anymore. And it was just so fucking hard being the fucking adult of the fucking thing. Imagine my mom was working so hard to fucking make sure that me and my sister were okay. So I had to pull up my fucking big boy pants and fucking be the, the, the man of the house. And as much as my mom will say, she, she took care of us and she was always there. My mom was always fucking there. But me as a, as a child, making sure that my sister was never, never shown these type of effects on her. I would always hug her and make sure that she was okay. And she never saw any of these things. And, um, that's something that I prop myself on so much that my sister still to this day, bless her fucking heart. 
she still has this image of my dad being an angel and his family never doing stuff and i'm so proud of myself for never letting her go through that damage as i did and as i grew up older and my mom would drop us off ever and more more frequently with my grandma she would um take care of us and um i grew up i grew this relationship with my grandma and every single time my cousins came to come bully me or push me or fight me or whatever my grandma would always get them in trouble make sure that hey leave danny alone no le hablen así and i had a lot of moments with my grandma and she tried so hard to conceal me to to make sure that i wasn't in any type of pain at that moment with her you know i remember also when when my grandma started getting back pain and my mom picked us up one night and she would tell my mom like oh, fuck like i have this really back 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 pain and um she would be like no no me quieren llevar ni mis hijos me quieren llevar al hospital tengo que caminar yo y irme en el bus porque todos andan trabajando nadie tiene tiempo en mí and my mom would be like quiere que le lleve yo my grandma and my mom never had an issue with each other but my grandma kind of always knew that she had issues with her with her with her kids and she didn't want to have a problem if my mom and her were like close and her kids having to tell her i don't hang out with her you know don't 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 uh how do you say like don't don't hang around with her anymore just don't you know and um a couple months passed by and uh, you know i'm doing better my you know my dad kind of just has his own life and my mom had her own life you know like as much as my dad was such an asshole bringing around bringing us around with his his now wife that you know he says that he loves her so much they always had a problem with this his his direct family which is like his wife now they always had a problem with us so um I was doing so much better with understanding like okay like my dad kind of just has his own life I was already a teenager at the time so um my grandma just went on to live her life and still with the back pain and um then we took her to the hospital they took her to the hospital actually she went to the hospital by herself and they told her that she had cancer and then when she found out she had cancer I didn't really understand it until she she went to the hospital and then she she kind of just like was making sure that in front of me at least she was strong she was oh, fuck, dude i fucking hate crying she was just making sure that i was okay and you know my mom tried so hard after work like go straight to my grandma my grandma even knew my stepdad and she would always say he was a good person that's why that's why i love him so much you know as the time went on um i remember one time that we took we this was the last visit that i had with my grandma she looked so perfect and you know they say they say that once when your health is so up and you're boosted that's kind of just like the last moments that you're going to take and i'm so fucking happy i took those moments she watched um she watched um you want to take a break? She watched um, Cloudy with the Giants of Meatballs with me. And she put it in Spanish because she didn't understand it. We were watching um, 
cloudy with a chance of meatballs and you know we were having a good time my grandma was telling her how she was feeling better i was feeding her and there was nobody in the room it was just us and you know that that moment will always stick by me i still have the i still have the sticker of that day and i remember it very vigilantly it was june 11th and um you know that night i went to sleep and i went to sleep outside in the sala i don't know why i went to sleep outside with the sala with my with my um with my mom's friend and we were outside and i just kind of feel my mom waking me up and she goes i need you to be awake i need you to bring a really strong person for me and your sister and the friend was just there and she's like just tell him there's no easy way to say it she goes your grandma passed away this morning she passed away three hours ago fuck and then um she goes off to say now she passed away and um i run straight to the restroom and you know kind of just like my little hope of of my dad side that someone truly did love me besides my mom and she would tell me stories of my dad so they kind of just got me more comfortable and to even top it off the day of my grandma's funeral my mom's best friend which i've mentioned to you guys before yolanda she took us to her funeral and um i still don't know why to this day my mom didn't go but i'm sure for a fact it was because she didn't want to fucking see my dad's face or his fucking wives or you know just everyone and for them to be like why the fuck are you here so she took us because i knew for a fact that yolanda was a strong bitch and she would fucking fuck up anybody with they were there and as i was walking down the aisle coming back from watching her like her casket um, my dad after not seeing him for almost two fucking months had the fucking audacity to be like ben ben hijo ben te quiero dar un abrazo and yolanda oh, dude, that's why i love her so much she pulls me closer and she goes no don't fucking hug him you have no right and we sat in the back of the church because i we knew we knew we knew that they didn't want to associate anything with us we knew I, I, and I just want to say, like, not all of the family was bad to us. Like, my padrinos, bless their soul, like, they were the kindest people that they were with us. Like, they never got into anything. They tried to give us love. Well, then my other tios, too, they tried to give us love, too. There was only specific ones that were out there. And then um, my grandma had her room. And then she, uh, one of my aunts, the, my aunt that she lived with, she didn't tell me, nor she didn't tell my mom that they all of the kids were going to go into her room and take one thing that they would remember her by and then as i grew up older i didn't know because i wasn't told this information until one day one of my cousins pulls out a perfume and um it smells very noticeable it it felt like home i swear bible fucking hate her so much for doing this to me <sighs> she pulls it out and she goes and i go dude this smells really good where did you get this she goes that was my grandma's and i go what and i go she goes yeah that was my grandma's 
And I go, are you talking about my grandma? And she goes, yeah, our grandma. And she goes, where did you get this? I go, where, do I, where did you get this? She goes, oh, my aunt let all the kids go into her room and take something from her. Oh, bitch, I fucking hate her. I fucking hate my aunt for doing that shit to me. She took that away from me. Oh, fuck. When she took that shit from me, I fucking finally understood that I don't want nothing to do with them anymore. As I grew up older, till pretty much not too long ago, I finally come, came to understanding that I don't, I, as an adult, I have the choice not to have any type of relationship with them. You know, I tried my hardest to have a relationship with my dad. I tried my hardest to have a relationship with his family. And um, every single time, it was just a disappointment after disappointment. You guys know the story. Yeah, I just told the story about how my dad fucked up my credit because he's pocketed money from my sister for her car. And but the other stories you guys don't know about about how one of my aunts kept in contact with me because of Alan, and he they wanted to make they wanted to know him because they were supporters of him. Like they wanted, like their kids would watch him. So he would be like, they would be like, oh, like, let's go out, Danny, you and your boyfriend. And then there would be times where we're like, oh, like, you know, when are we going to meet your boyfriend or come like we want to meet him. And to find out they only wanted to meet him because they were watching him. They were really big supporters. So I was just like, bitch, like you don't have the privilege to come into my life and just use me again for that. So fuck you. So after that, I stopped talking to them and then. To, to start off with my dad, when I started having a good communication with him, he had the audacity to ask me for a thousand dollars. I'm sorry, it wasn't even a thousand. I, I believe it was, no, actually, yeah, a thousand dollars to take out his car from the repo because his car got repoed. Imagine me having to speak to him only two months and then already asking me for money. Like, I told, I said, I was like, let me think about it and never spoke to him again after that. And then I tried my relationship back again. We tried to help out my sister. He fucked me up. And then not too long ago, I found out he fucked me up even more. So I have the choice to not speak to them. Blood is not thick enough to keep those type of relationships with them. I don't give a fuck anymore. I'm a very strong person now. You guys obviously see me cry on camera because these are type of emotions I've never, ever spoke about. And I never really understood until I kind of just talked about them very much now. As, as, I, as I keep growing as an adult, I will continue to understand why these choices were made. And I understand now that these people were not good people. They were evil. They were evil to me. They were evil to my mom. They were evil to everyone. I'm so happy that I'm able to tell not just my story, but my mom's story because she and she went ahead and took all of the bullets for us. As much as she tried to conceal it from me and my sister, it, it didn't work as well. It went through me, but now I'm so proud of where I've I've come and I'm so proud of where I'm going and you know this is kind of just like a big fuck you to the people that thought that I couldn't do anything and it really was like that they really because I didn't have papers because they thought that my mom wasn't going to accomplish anything or have a family or have a roof over her head they all thought that we were going to be nothing we were never going to get out of the ruts we were never going to get out of the ghetto we were never going to get out of anything we were just kind of just gonna be stuck in a room sharing a room and not doing anything and i'm so proud of where i come but 
you know, it just comes out with growing up. I, uh, so over this shit, get me out of this show. <laughs> so, you know, before we end today's podcast, you know, I ask everyone um, the same question. If there's something you can go ahead and tell little Danny, what oh, would you tell fucking him? Bitch. Fuck you. I fucking hate your questions. I feel like I'm on RuPaul's Drag Race. Ah, it takes out my little picture. <laughs> but um, I feel like I would say it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay and kind of just ignore it. I feel like being a chismoso sometimes doesn't have its benefits. Just kind of be a kid. You know, be, be happy. Things will happen and... I just... The reason why I don't give hugs now or anything like that, I believe hugs are deserved. But fuck, I wish I could give myself a big hug. I swear, fucking Bible. But you know, you can't go to your fucking, you can't go to the past unless you have a fucking time machine. So, you know, I just, hopefully, now that I spoke about this, it's just kind of, it heals my inner child because I, I really do need it. All right, you guys. So with that being said, um, we're going to lighten up the mood a little bit. Um, you know, before we get going, where do you see yourself in five years from now? Well, hopefully I'm fucking married with Alan. Because this bitch is fucking taking forever. My fingers are getting fatter. So let's let's try to get this ring on before they get even fatter, okay? And they explode. <laughs> no, but um, I genuinely, as, as I see myself doing more YouTube as full-time, I just kind of want to... I, I genuinely don't have a very clear pathway. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I wish I had my own business. I wish I had this. I wish I... I just want to be successful. I really do. I just... And I don't want to do it for myself. I really just want to do it for my mom and my siblings. Oh, fuck, dude. I don't understand why I'm so emotional right now. There's just... I just want to do that not for me anymore. I want to do that for them. I want them to have the life... I still, I still under, I still know that I'm still the man of the house. I still know that I want to take care of my siblings and my mom. And that's my ultimate dream. So, you know, I've always said it and I'm going to say it now. Alan is my biggest inspiration. I don't give a fuck if you guys say anything. Alan is my biggest inspiration. He takes care of his mom and his family as much as he can. And he takes care of me. So that's where I want to be. I want to be able to take care of my mom, my sister and him. Because, God, I endured so much fucking pain to not be able to to, Give to use that as an advantage and to kind of just be like, fuck you, bitch. I, I was able to do that. And we'll, you, all you did was cause me pain, but that pain is gone. And now I'm using that as fuel. You understand? You get yeah. me? I don't know. All right, you guys. So with that being said, this was a super emotional video. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and put like my little boyfriend cap on and, you know, give him a hug. <laughs> I um, and, you know, I want to thank you. You know, Danny's been when 
when the idea of bringing back Danny on Noche de Pendejadas, um, you know, by himself, we, we've been talking about this for a while and, you know, we, he brought up the idea of finally speaking about his past because I feel like, you know, now that he's really dedicating himself to YouTube, he felt like he wanted people to really know him for him and not just see him as like a clown, as an, a rude bitch or as I feel like, I feel like I conceal a lot of my pain with laughter. And I have, you know, like either with everything, I, I try to enlighten things because I just don't want to be sad anymore. Yeah. So I really want to say thank you so much for, you know, coming on the show and opening up a little bit more about, you know, your life, your backstory, your upbringing and really sharing with everyone that's watching today, you know, your livelihood. And I hope you guys listening to today's episode, maybe you guys can get something from this. You know, maybe if you guys have gone or are going through similar situations, you guys can realize that it gets better and you know it's okay to talk about you know traumatic shit that happens because that's the only way you'll heal so with that being said thank you guys so much for watching today's episode don't forget to go ahead and follow danny on all his social medias which i'll leave down below so you guys can go ahead and be a part of his community and also don't forget to follow me on all my social medias that way you guys won't miss an episode and with that being said thank you once again you're welcome thank you guys so much for watching and we'll see you guys in the next one bye, bye guys today's episode is brought to you by angie Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.